Alright, alright, here we are again with another episode of English and Coffee. It's your wonderful host, Damian. And today I'm bringing you this podcast live from Boyd Lee Park. It's about 8.37 in the evening, so we got the twilight hours. The sun has set, just waiting for the moon to lift. Waiting for things to darken up a little bit. Just got done cutting my mom's grass. It was a grind, but while I was cutting, I had a few ideas because something happened out there and it made me think. I always like to be inspired by what I'm going to talk about, by what's happening, you know, currently, like in my life, a moment. So we'll be getting into that, but um, hope you got your coffee today. I'm drinking on, I don't even know what this is. I went to Speedway. Normally I get a hot coffee, but being that I just got done cutting the grass, I wanted something that was a little cooler, a little more refreshing. I wanted a McFrat, but didn't want to drive all the way to McDonald's. So I said, I'll just go to this little Speedway and see what I can conjure up. So they had an iced coffee. And I was like, well, how does that work at a gas station? So basically you put ice in a cup and pour the coffee over it. You have to sweeten it. So it's something I tried to sweeten. I mean, it's coffee, it's cold, a little bitter, but I wasn't trying to drown it in sugar, you know, put like 500 calories in sugar in it. So that's what I'm sipping on. Hopefully your cup is a little smoother and more palatable than mine, but um, that's what we're working with. So let's take the customary. Alrighty, let's begin. So as I said, I was out there cutting the grass, you know, doing my normal run. I cut it twice a month. I go out there every two weeks, you know, fire up the lawnmower, put the gas in it, fire up the little weed whacker, put the little gas and oil mixture in the little contraption so it was 95 degrees today right we're talking a swelter it was just a scorcher outside so i waited till the evening that's why it's so late to go out and cut so i wouldn't be out there when the sun was just blistering but i went out there and there was already a big rain cloud forming over my mom's house i could see it you know from the distance while i was approaching the house i could see the rain cloud so i knew it was going to be some rain didn't know how much rain, but I knew it was going to be some rain. So I said, okay, well, let me go ahead and section this yard off. Made a couple sections, cut what I can. Had a nice little downpour. Pulled into the garage. Cooled off a bit. About 10 minutes, it passed. Went back out. Finished my cut. Now, after I got done with the cut, which was rather enjoyable because, like I said, it's this kind of zen thing that you do when you're out there cutting the grass. I mean, you're just, you know, the machine. I mean, you really can't think of much. Maybe one thought you can hold on, but it's more about getting into a rhythm, you know, controlling your breathing, getting your muscles warm as you're out there working this grass. It's a pretty big yard. But, I mean, I've been cutting it, I don't know, it's my sixth or seventh cut. And, you know, I'm kind of getting used to it, so you know what to expect. But the conditions change. So this time... Uh, you know, we had a little rain, I had to stop, go in, come back out, grass is wet, now I'm cutting that, pushing through, you know, just using straight manpower, you know, pure muscle, you know, some of that grade A beef out there in the yard, you know, that's what I was out there doing, but, so I got done cutting the grass with the lawnmower, then it was time to switch over for the more, you know, precision aspect of the lawn, so I'm sitting there with the weed whacker, well, the weed whacker the trim line inside has run out so it was up to me to change the trim line now i grabbed the manual and i'm sure people out there that have been cutting grass for years are like oh well you just wrap it around a thing and stick it through the hole no big deal well for me it was a big deal 
Because as I said, I mean, I told you all when I bought the equipment to start cutting the grass that um, it was going to be a process. So I stuck the trim on there as best I could using little diagrams and cut the, uh, the weed whacker on. And it spun for a bit, then it stopped, and it wasn't coming out. It wasn't on automatic feed like it was when I originally bought it with the line already pre-spooled. So it was a bunch of trial and error. It would spin, cut, 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 then get short, and I'd have to take it apart, put it back together, spin, cut, 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 take it apart, put it back together. I did this about six, six, seven, eight times. I lost count. You know, I don't even know how many times I did it. But here's the thing. That was a challenge out there in the yard. Now, I had to come out there, like I said, about six, seven times, cut it, fired up the weed bagger, no issues. So today I was challenged. Now, what am I going to do as a result of that? Of course, I'm going to YouTube it. I'm going to watch some videos on how to change the trim line on your weed whacker. So I was faced with a challenge. I went through it, trial and error, to try to see what works. It worked. I managed to get through the yard. It took me probably 30 minutes longer than it normally would have. But as a result of that, now I'm going back to learn a little more about how to change the trim line. So I was faced with a challenge, and this challenge, this challenge has prompted me to go and research the topic of changing the trim line. Now, I know you're like, it's not that serious. It's not that serious. It's just trim line. But see, I'm cutting grass. You may be doing something else. And when you're faced with a challenge, those challenges are moments that you're grateful for because they, they prompt you to grow. They prompt you to learn something new. They prompt you to think about doing things a different way than you've been doing them before. Because as I said previously, I would just go out to the yard, fire the lawnmower, nothing happens. No problems, no issues. So it was just, you know, drone work, you know, like a machine. But now with this trim line, and it didn't work the first time, you know, when I tried to change it. Then the second time it didn't work. Third time it didn't work. Fourth time. Now, that's how it happens with most, most things when you're doing something for the first time. It's a little difficult at first. It's a little difficult. You know, when I went out there and first started cutting the grass, it was a little tiresome. You know, my muscles just weren't ready for it. But now I know you push past the point, you know, once your muscles get warm, then they get loose. And it's a little easier to do things. When your muscles are cold, it's a little hard to cut grass. You kind of have to warm up. So after you push through about 30 minutes, then your muscles warm up and everything's just drone work. You're in the groove. You're in the zone. So I was faced with the challenge. And I'm going to grow because of that, because I'm going to go back and learn more about how to change the trim line. And then it'll be something else next time. Probably if the lawnmower ever has an issue, maybe the blade gets dull and I have to learn how to change the blade. You know, you kind of have these moments in life when things happen and you don't really know what to do. You, you make your best attempt at it. Sometimes you're successful right off the bat, but sometimes you're not. Sometimes you got to go back and learn a little more. So it's a challenge. Challenges help us grow. If I wasn't challenged, you know, out there while I was trying to trim the yard, there would be no reason for me to learn more about the process. So now I'm even deeper into the process. I'm learning more about it. So what are you doing out there? Are you working on a computer? Maybe you're trying to learn code. Maybe you want to learn JavaScript. Yeah, maybe HTML and CSS was pretty easy, but now it's challenging. Now you really got to know what you're doing. But do you give up? You can, and but you'll never get it. You have to push through the difficulty. It's difficult when you're, it's always difficult when you're first trying to get something to learn something, become competent at it. Now, 
there will always be somebody better, but what you want to do is just be able to be efficient, be productive in whatever your dealing is, whatever your deal is, whatever you're pursuing. You want to be competent in it so that you can move forward and achieve your goals. You don't have to be the fastest marathon runner. You just need to know how to pace yourself so you can run at your best speed. You know, someone else's speed's a whole different journey. They're on their journey, you're on your journey. But if you just give up the first time things get hard, then you'll never make it to where you're trying to go. So another thing that I embarked on this week, um, well, this past week as we're moving into Sunday, was I started buying calls. Now, if you're in the market, of course you know. But if you've been listening to this podcast for a while, you know that I've been developing my skill over time. You know, we started with the dividends. We started with the uh, the growth stocks. Then we got into options. We sold covered calls. We sold puts, cash-covered puts. So now we're at the next level, buying calls. Now, these are all different skills, and they all work simultaneously, but buying calls. So because I was in a situation where I was in a trade, and there was an opportunity for me to sell a call, but I didn't really understand how calls work. So I didn't want to just jump into something that I didn't know. So all week, I just researched, researched, read, watched videos, watched several examples of people selling calls, understanding the risk, understanding the pros, the risk to reward ratios, delta, theta, gamma, really looking at how the price moves, what could happen, what's what's the worst thing that could happen if I make the wrong call, if I pick the wrong expiration date, the wrong strike price, you know, to give myself the best uh, chance of survival because this is something new. Now, after I was armed with the information, after I had watched and rewatched and watched again multiple videos, read, reread multiple articles, I was armed with the information, but I was still hesitating. Why was I hesitating? Because there was fear. There was fear of doing something new, right? So I knew that I'd learned all there was to know about calls that you could get from a book, that you could get from a video without actually doing it yourself. So now it was time to put my knowledge to the test. It's time to apply that knowledge. So I went on there. I found a stock um, that looked pretty promising. It had a nice little sell-off. Uh, they were trading at about $17, $18, and they dropped down to $14 out of nowhere, just, right? So it was at $14.44, I want to say. Now, I could have went in, did like I normally do, bought 100 shares, it would have been $1,400, you know, $1,444. But then I would have been stuck in the stock. And I'm like, you know what? I'm kind of tired of just getting tied up in stocks and having to wait two months, three months, you know, for them to come out, especially when it's something that I really don't even believe in. Now, you do your due diligence. I've already got a couple long-term trades going, which is fine, but I'm like, you know, I don't want to be tied into these trades as long with as much capital. So I know that calls is something that can help me achieve that goal, get in the same trade with the same opportunity to make, you know, money off of 100 shares. Because when you buy a call, each contract represents 100 shares. So to buy 100 shares outright, I would have had to pay 1440 like I said, right? Or 1444 But with an option contract, buying a call, all I had to pay was $25. $25, and I had the same leverage as if I'm holding 100 shares. 
So I bought two contracts. Now I'm holding 200 shares of leverage. I'll get the same price move with the multiplier of the option. I mean, I'm not trying to lose anybody here, but I'm just saying you had to learn about it. Then you pulled the trigger. So like I said, I went through several scenarios. I looked at it. Get ready to put the order in. Looked at it. Took the order out. Get ready to put the order in. Took the order out. And I said, I got to just pull the trigger on something. So I bought two calls for Hewlett Packard at, uh, what is it, the $15 strike price. And it's going to expire sometime in July. I don't have my, my brokerage uh, thing right up in front of me. but um, So I've got to wait about maybe a month and a half. And we'll know if I was successful or not. Now, here's the thing. The risk, most I'll lose is what? $50. But the gain, though, the gain. I mean, this could potentially, there's, the, the profit is unlimited, you know. But that's, that's besides the point. It doesn't matter how much I could earn or get from this, this trade. The thing is, is that it was something new. You know, there was hesitation. There was a little fear. There was a little anxiety. There was a little worry. But I had to push through it. I had to arm myself with the knowledge. And then I applied it. And that's it. That's what you have to do in life. When you learn something and when you're faced with something, a challenge, you don't, you're not really sure. You know, you haven't seen this setup before. You haven't seen this scenario. The, the car's never done this. Maybe your girlfriend's never said this. Maybe your husband's never done this. Maybe your kid's never been this sick. But it's a challenge. And you have to step up to the plate. It's time to grow. So you got to learn to be thankful for these moments when they come about, you know, because if everything was easy, you'd never grow. You need these challenges. You need to welcome these challenges with open arms. You know, somebody's out there, maybe they're very athletic on the weekend. They break their leg, snap. Oh, broke my leg. You know, now I got to go to the doctor. Now they're in a cast and they've never broken a limb before. Well, how am I going to get to work? How am I going to do this? How am I going to do that? Challenges, multiple challenges all at once. Well, what do you do? Do you just go into yourself, right, and wait for somebody else to fix your problems? No. You figure it out. You grow. Now you know what it's like to break a bone. Now you know what it's like to work from home with a broken leg. Now you know what it's like to sleep with your leg elevated and be prescribed, you know, pain pills or whatever you got to go through. Then you got to go back to the doctor, get it checked. Then you get your cast off and you're walking again. You got to rebuild your muscle, got to build your strength. Let me tell you something about muscles. I don't know if there's any doctors out there, but maybe there's a doctor out there. It's my understanding that when we build muscle like bodybuilders, you're actually tearing the muscle fibers so that they can rebuild, reheal themselves and come back stronger. So you're making scar tissue. You tear it, scars up, tear it, scars up. Then you end up with these big bulky muscles. So it's a violent process when somebody's building muscle. You're ripping and shredding your body. You know, you're putting it, lifting this freaking 350 pound weight. Then it gets easier. The body reinforces itself. You know, the body is just something else. I mean, the mind is something else, but it's a challenge. It's a challenge. You've seen the transformations. You've seen the transformations. If it was that easy, everybody would do it. It's not. But for those up to the challenge and those willing to persevere and go through the difficult times, those are the ones that get the reward. So my reward today was getting the grass cut. What's yours? What challenges are you facing? And are you trying to take them on? Or are you throwing in the towel? Think about that. Let's take a sip on the way out. 
And that was English and Coffee. I'll see you in the next one.